Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 77 of the Money Love Podcast. Guys, listen up. I have a lot of important things to make sure that you know about before we jump into the topic today that are happening in the next couple of days. So I want to make sure that you know about them so that you don't miss out. First, there are two days left. Two days, y'all, as of the release date of this episode to snag the founding member rate of overcoming overspending. The day this episode comes out is Tuesday, March 29th, 2022. And the founding member rate is going away at midnight on March 31st. So come April 1st, the enrollment investment is going up by $300. So the entire month of March, I've been offering that anyone who joins in the month of March gets the founding member rate. And I know that for a lot of us, it's like, yeah, 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 I'll join later this month. I've got the entire month. But y'all, there's two days left in March, which is crazy. Like where has the first quarter of 2022 gone? But for those of you who want to jump in and get the program and the coaching and the community from me, you have two days left to do that at the most affordable investment option I will ever offer. So make sure to do that. You can go to overcomingoverspending.com to jump in. Now, here's the second exciting piece of news. This week, I am also offering three live and completely free trainings all about why you impulse shop and how to stop. It's going to be a fun and a value-packed hour where we're going to talk about the root cause of your impulse shopping and your overspending, and I'm also going to be teaching you my three-phase approach on how to overcome overspending. So if you were on the fence about joining Overcoming Overspending, or even if you're like 5% interested, (laughs) I want you to come to this training. First off, you're going to learn a ton. You're going to walk away a better spender than you came to it as. But secondly, I'm going to be giving everyone who attends and stays till the end a free copy of my Every Little Detail book, which that is something that I normally sell for $50. So by attending the training and staying until the end, you will get my Every Little Detail book for free, which if you're not sure what that is, it is a 200-page fillable PDF where you can actually go through and document the most important and intimate details of your life should the worst case scenario occur. So it's where you can go and you can document details about your will, your estate plan, final wishes, your assets, your liabilities, information about your pets, your kids, logins and passwords. Essentially a one-stop shop for all the information that someone would need to have should worst case scenario occur. And again, I know it's not fun to think about that type of thing, but I created it for myself, realized there was such a need for it. And so then I've been selling it the past couple of years. Again, I normally sell it for $50, but if you come to the training, you're going to get it for free. So sign up for that training. There are going to be three options. They are all the same. So you just need to pick one that works the best for you. The first one is happening live tonight, March 29th at 7.30 p.m. Central. The second is tomorrow night, March 30th at 8 p.m. Central. And the third is happening Thursday night, March 31st at 6 p.m. Central. I will be sharing more about overcoming overspending during these trainings. And so I promise that by attending, you'll get a lot out of it. 
You'll learn a lot. You'll get the free every little detail book, but you will also gain clarity over whether overcoming overspending is right for you and can help you so that you can make a go, no-go decision on if you want to join and save yourself that $300 and join as a founding member. So the link to sign up for that training is in the episode show notes. So you can just scroll down. You'll find the link there. Or what you can do is you can use the links in my social media bios this week. So if you go to my Instagram bio, my Instagram handle is at overcoming underscore overspending. Same for TikTok. And the link in both of my bios is the link to sign up for the training, if that's just easier for some of you. So if you're on my email list, make sure you read emails from me today because I will also be sending out emails with the links to sign up for the trainings as well. Bottom line, don't lose out on your $300 in savings. Come hang out with me this week in the free training. I would love to have you there and to see if working together in the future is something that would help you. Okay, those are all the announcements. I'm going to be doing the YNAB giveaway next week just because there was so much that I wanted to get through in the announcements this week. So we're going to push that to next week so we can just go ahead and jump in here. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the five qualities of being a good spender. If you've listened to episode 49, which is the episode titled How to Become a Good Spender, I walk you through the five qualities of becoming a good spender. And one of the five qualities is that you are in tune with your money loves and you are always keeping the spending value exchange top of mind. And we're going to be spending the entirety of the episode today just talking about this one quality of being a good spender because it's the one that I find that we think the least about. It can be the most confusing in a sense to understand. And so it tends to be the missing link that I see a lot of the times. But we're going to be talking about if you're winning or you're losing with your spending. Like I said, I call this the spending value exchange. And it's a principle that I teach within overcoming overspending. And it's always something that I want you to be evaluating when you're spending your money and when you're making purchases. So to start off, we have to start talking about value. Remember how I've told you that money represents value. That's why money was created in the first place. A long, long, long time ago, money and the concept of currency and money didn't exist. People would just trade things and they would barter for things because that's all they had that was worth something that they could exchange with other people. So it was like, hey, I'll give you my cow for five of your goats, right? But instead of doing that, the concept of money and currency was invented because it was like, hey, let's create this resource that has value to us. So instead of exchanging things for things, we can exchange this currency, this money, which will have value to us for the things that we want. And remember, that's what money is. Money is a value for value exchange. That's what you're doing when you're spending money. You're saying, I have money, which has value to me, but you also have something that would be of value to me. So I'm going to make this value for value exchange. I'm going to give you my money that I value. For this thing that you have that I want, that I think that I would value once I had it. Now, we all know that just because we're spending money and we're making a value exchange, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily a good (laughs) exchange of value, meaning it doesn't guarantee that it's a positive or a winning exchange for us, right? I want you to think about all the purchases that you've made where you've experienced buyer's remorse, where you were like, well, That was a waste of money. 
or where you bought something and you just really didn't get much use or any use out of it. We've all had purchases like that. But we've also had purchases that are the opposite of that. Purchases where you're like, this is the best money I've ever spent. Or where you're like, I'm so glad I bought this. Or this was a great investment or a great use of my money. We have those purchases too. So we have purchases where we're on the winning side of the value exchange, and we also have some where we're on the losing side of the value exchange. That's what we're going to talk about. So let's talk about how we know if we're on the winning or losing side with our spending and steps that we can take to ensure that we are winning a lot more than we're losing when it comes to our spending. So let's start here. Like I said, your money has value. And the items, services, and experience that you buy with your money, they all have value. Now, the value that our money has is pretty straightforward. We know the value of our money from the amount of it that we have. So the value of a $1 bill is $1. The value of a $20 bill is $20, right? So we know the value of our money by knowing how much of it we have, because as a society, we have all agreed upon that, right? We've all agreed that this $1 bill is worth $1. Now, with the things that we exchange our money for, it's kind of straightforward and it's kind of not. So when it comes to the things that our money buys, there are two types of value that we have to keep in mind. The first type of value is the societal value of the stuff that we buy. And the societal value of something is just the price of something. So Anyone selling a product or a service has said, society values our product around X, and that is what they will sell their product or service for. Pricing, supply, and demand. If the price is too high, the market will tell them that. They'll lower the price. If the price is too low, the market will tell them that, and they'll raise the price. So essentially, most products get to a point where they're in that equilibrium of supply and demand. And as a society, we can say that we value something for X because that is what the company or the retailer has decided to sell it for. So the societal value of a Peloton bike is $2,500. The societal value of a Stanley Tumblr cup is $40, I think. The societal value of a Dyson Airwrap is $550. The companies and the retailers selling these products have determined that this is what their products are worth. And that is what they can charge to sell what they need to sell to who they need to sell it to. So the price of something is just the societal value. It's what you have to pay to acquire something. So that is the straightforward part of the equation. But then there's the second type of value when it comes to the things that we exchange our money for, which is the value that you assign to something. And this is the part that isn't so straightforward because there's not a black and white cut and dry formula to determine what that is. It's really more of a gut feeling, a personal determination that we come to about different things that we spend our money on that's based on our personalities, our goals, our priorities, our lifestyles, our incomes, many other things. So a Peloton bike has a societal value of $2,500. But what do you value a Peloton bike at? Your value for a Peloton bike might be zero if cycling isn't something that you have an interest in whatsoever. However, someone else who loves cycling 
as an exercise and who does it consistently and wants the convenience of being able to do it at home so they can save time. They might value that Peloton bike at a number that's a lot higher than $2,500. Do you see what I mean? So generally, how we make purchasing decisions is we compare these two value points. And normally, these two value points will not match. There will be a difference or a gap between the two value points. But we compare the societal value, the price or the investment of something to the value that we would get out of it. And then we use those two value points to decide if we're going to make that purchase, if we're going to make an exchange of value with our money. So for purchases where there is a really wide gap between those two numbers, where the societal value is much greater than the value that we would assign to it, those are the purchases that we decide, I'm not going to move forward with this. So somebody who would get zero amount of value out of a Peloton bike wouldn't make that exchange. They wouldn't pay $2,500 for the bike because there's just too wide of a gap between the societal value and the value of the bike to them. I've used this example before, but for me personally, a pair of Golden Goose sneakers, right? That is a value exchange for me where I don't value the sneakers near or even in the ballpark of the $500 that I would have to pay to get them. So that is a value exchange that I choose not to make because that gap is too wide. And that's what happens when the gap is too wide between the societal value and what you value something at. We don't make the exchange of our money. Now, the opposite of that is when the value that we perceive that we would get out of something is substantially higher than the societal value, we would make that exchange. So someone who was like, this Peloton bike is worth as much or more to me of $2,500 based on the benefits that it will provide me. So this is definitely an exchange that I'm going to make. I'm going to get much more than $2,500 worth of value out of owning this thing. We're saying this item is worth more to me. It's more valuable to me than what the retailer has determined its worth, than its societal value. So in those instances, we would make the exchange. Now, I want to point this out so that we're super clear here because this is a misconception that many of us have. We think that the value of an item, of a service, of an experience comes from the societal value. We think that the value comes from the price of something, what the company says that it's worth. But that's not actually true. The value of something is totally and completely up to you. The value that you will extract from the things that you exchange your money for comes from you. Like I said, it comes from how much you use the product, how you will use the product, how much time, effort, or energy it will save you, how much enjoyment or pleasure it will bring you, things like that. And those things are not formulaic. It's not a science. It's actually an art. It's going to be so different across each and every one of us. And that is why I will never, ever say that something is a waste of money, ever. It's just not a phrase that I use because I like to remind myself that everything has societal value. That's why it has a price on it. That's why it's not just free. It may not be a positive or a winning exchange for me, but that doesn't make it true for everybody else. That's why I never tell my clients, students, and I will never tell you not to buy something. 
I will never tell you not to spend money on something. I will never tell another person, oh, you shouldn't spend money on that because it's a waste of money. Because it's not the item, the service, the experience that determines that. It's the individual who is the consumer of the value from the item, experience, or service that actually determines that. It's not that the item doesn't have value. The item just doesn't have value to you. And that is the key differentiator. Do we see the difference there? So I always want you knowing and remembering that you are in charge of determining the value that you receive from the things that you buy. We forget that sometimes. And we attribute the value to the product, but it's really up to you. So then that leads us to answering the question of, okay, so are we winning or are we losing with the purchases that we make? So when we understand that with every purchase we make, we are making an exchange of value, we can evaluate if we're on the positive and winning side of that exchange or the negative losing side of that exchange. Now, I want to say that we're not going to be perfect at this. We're not going to nail it every single time. Again, there isn't a black and white formula for this. And because it's much more of an art than a science, you're not going to nail it with every single purchase. But the more that we keep the spending value exchange top of mind, and we are following the principles of being a good spender, we can pretty much guarantee that we will be on the positive winning side of the spending value exchange much more frequently than we're on the negative losing side. And that's so key because when we can do that, spending money actually becomes something that is fun, it's liberating, it's an expression of self, as opposed to when we're on the negative losing side of the value exchange, that's when we have the buyer's remorse. That's when our spending becomes a source of shame, of stress, And we have very low levels of confidence when it comes to spending our money in a productive way. So we're not aiming for perfection, just intentional decision-making with our spending. But here's how we can start to evaluate if we're winning or if we're losing. Again, it's a comparison of values. And it's comparing the value that your money has to you and the value of the item, service, or experience that you are exchanging your money for. Now, like I said, When the gap is super wide between these two things, we won't make that purchase, right? Like, have you ever been shopping and then you saw something that you like and you're like, oh, that's so cute. Ooh, I really want that. But then you pick it up and you look at the price and you're like, uh, never mind, right? And you put it back. That happens because in your mind, when you saw the item and you were considering purchasing it, you had already assigned a value to that item of what it would probably be worth to you and what you'd be willing to pay for it. But then you saw the price. You saw the societal value, which was much higher than the number that you had in your head. So after seeing the societal value and comparing that to the value that you would assign it, there was probably a wide enough discrepancy to where you were like, never mind, not going to make that purchase. But it's the purchases where the gap is not wide enough for you to immediately disqualify the consideration of the purchase that trips us up sometimes. Those are the tricky ones. And typically when we find ourselves on the losing side of the value exchange, there's a couple of qualities that typically happen. So let's talk about what that looks like when you're on the losing side of the spending value exchange. 
So how we know we're on the losing side is when the value of our money that we used to buy, whatever it is that we're buying, is worth more to us than the value that we get from what we bought. Oftentimes, these are the purchases that we make impulsively on a whim. We don't put a lot of thought or consideration into them. It could be very automatic and habitual spending that we're doing. So spending that you just feel like you're kind of doing on autopilot. We're often using these purchases and the act of spending the money as a form of entertainment to get a hit of dopamine. It's more about just spending the money. It's more about scoring the deal or just getting to experience the shopping than what we're actually buying. These are also items where we don't really have a specific place or purpose for the items in our life. So what we're really doing, instead of buying something that's valuable to us, we're just filling up our lives and our spaces with junk, excess, and clutter. These are the purchases that you don't get a lot of use out of. They don't ultimately end up adding a lot of value to you. They're the purchases that feel really good in the short term, but then not so good in the long term. We often experience the fast high, but then there's the consequential crash that usually comes shortly after with these types of purchases. It's kind of like eating the sugar and getting the sugar rush, but then you have the sugar crash afterwards. These are the purchases that after you buy them, you're like, you know what? Honestly, rather have my money back than have this thing. And that's because you've just had the recognition that the money that you had to exchange to buy this item is more valuable to you than the value that you're actually getting out of what you bought. And remember, y'all, your money has so much value. There is value by just having your money and keeping your money. And every time you spend money, you have the opportunity to increase or decrease the amount of value in your life. But what we don't want to be doing is exchanging our money, which is incredibly valuable to us, for things that aren't valuable to us. Because when we do that, you're actually decreasing the level of value in your life. You're deflating the level of value available to you. And that's not what we want. What we want is to be on the positive and the winning side of that value exchange. So here's what that looks like. These are the purchases where what you're buying is more valuable to you than the money is that you had to use to buy the thing. These are typically purchases where we make the choices deliberately and intentionally, which means that we wait at least 24 hours before making the purchase. We're not just making these purchases on a whim. They're purchases where it's more about what we're buying. That's what we're focused on rather than being focused on just the act of swiping a credit card or the act of spending money. It's not about entertaining ourselves with our money, and it's not about giving ourselves the false pleasure and the dopamine release when we swipe the credit card. It's about making a purchase that feels good to us in the short term, but it also feels good and aligned to who we are and what we want in the long term. A week, a month, a year down the road, we're like, no, I still love this item, this service, that experience. I wouldn't want my money back. I'd rather still have this thing and the value that it provides to me rather than having the money back that I had to exchange for it. So in essence, the value that I get from this thing is more valuable to me than the money was to me 
that I had to exchange to get it. And that is how we use our spending to inject value into our lives, you guys. Instead of deflating the amount of value in our world, we can inflate the level of values in our life with our spending when we're on the positive winning side of the spending value exchange. So this is when you are always looking and evaluating your spending through the lens of, I really love, respect, and value my money. My money is an important and a precious resource to me. I have so much love for it. So I'm not just going to let it go for anything. But the things that I am going to let it go for are the things that are incredibly valuable to me, more valuable to me than my money is to me, which means that if my money is pretty valuable to me, then the things that I'm going to let my money go for must also be incredibly valuable to me. My goal is always to be on that winning side of the spending value exchange. Spending my money is a tool that I use to fill my life up to the brim with value. The things that I choose to spend my money on have a place. They have a purpose. They are valuable to me. My life isn't just filled up with a bunch of stuff that I'm not going to use that I simply acquired to entertain myself or distract myself from my life or to make myself feel better about something that I really needed to be feeling my way through instead, instead of spending my way through. And y'all, I want you to know that when you have a connected, deep, and healthy relationship with your money, when you love your money for being your money, not just for what it will buy you, you will see your spending habits transform in such a profound way. And this isn't being stingy. It's not being a penny pitcher. It's not being frugal. But rather, it's being selective. It's being purposeful, intentional with the things that you exchange your money for. I always think, I love my money so much, I'm not just going to exchange it for anything. I have really high standards for myself, and I also have really high standards for my money. And so the things that it's going to buy me, that I'm going to exchange it for, are going to be the things that inject the highest level of value into my life as possible. When you're spending in that way, that's how you know that you're winning with your spending. And like I said, you're not going to win every single time. Perfection isn't attainable. I still make purchases where I'm on the losing side, but when we can do this work, you can get to a place where you're winning a lot more than you're losing. Back in the day when my spending was just out of control, when I was doing a ton of impulse shopping and buying and overspending, my money was only as good to me as what it would buy for me. It was a very one-sided, selfish, what-can-you-do-for-me type of relationship. I did not have a respectful or a caring relationship with my money. The goal, honestly, was just to get rid of it as fast as I could on whatever I could spend it on. It really didn't even matter what I was buying. I just wanted to spend it. I just wanted to distract myself and entertain myself with shopping. But the truth is, I was putting myself in a situation where I was on the losing end of that spending value exchange because I really wasn't getting much value out of the things that I was letting my money go for. So my life, my closet, my house, my environments became chaotic and cluttered and filled up with junk. And so then I was in a situation where I had a lot of stuff, but I didn't really have a lot of money. And because of that, my spending became a source of stress and shame for me instead of what it is now, 
being an opportunity for me to make empowered choices with my finances. My spending totally transformed when I decided to prioritize and work on my relationship with money because my money became so much more valuable and meaningful to me than just what it would buy for me and what it would do for me. It totally changed the game for me. And I know that it can for you as well. So this is how we know if we're on the winning or the losing side with our spending. How does your spending feel to you? Are you planning it out ahead of time, at least 24 hours in advance? Is spending an act where you're filling your life up with a lot of value? Or is it an act that reduces the amount of value in your life? Like I said, every single time you go out and you spend money, I always want you remembering, this is an opportunity to either increase the level of value in my life or decrease the level of value in my life. So when you spend your money, are you actually focused on that value exchange? Are you focused on what you're buying and the value that that item will give you? Or is your spending more about entertaining and distracting yourself with the act of shopping? I want you all to be winning with your spending. I can help you get there. I can help you achieve that result. Remember, I always say that your spending habits are the gateway to your financial success. We can't move on to all of the other important financial building blocks of building wealth like paying off debt and saving and investing until we nail our spending habits because we can't do any of those other things if your spending habits are a disaster and there's nothing left over at the end of every paycheck. That is why this matters. That is why this skill is imperative to you being able to achieve the financial results that you want. And I would love to help you create that result. I am certain that I can. I know that I can help you. So always keep that in mind. Every purchase. This is an opportunity for me to be on the positive end or the losing end. I can increase the level of value in my life by making a winning exchange or I can decrease the level of value in my life by making a losing exchange. And I promise you, just by asking and answering that question with the purchases that you make will put you ahead of so many people. If you want help with this to create this result, remember, I want to invite you to join me with an overcoming overspending. This is exactly the type of thing that we work on. There is a lesson all about this topic, all about identifying your money loves, all about the purchases that you can make that will increase the level of value in your life, and also identifying the purchases that you don't need to be making because they're the purchases that, for you personally, deflate the level of value in your life. There's two days left to save yourself $300 and become a founding member. And remember that your results are guaranteed or the cost and the investment of the program is on me. You have lifetime access to consume the course content and implement my three-phase approach. I will walk you through a very straightforward process where we can measure the financial ROI that you're going to get from the program. And my guarantee is that once doing that process, if you don't make back your financial investment at a minimum, you get a full refund. And there's no timeline to having to do that process. I just simply ask that you try it. Whether you try it right away, you try it a month from now, a year from now. But 
go ahead and jump in so you can go ahead and secure that lowest rate possible. And then you can get started when you're ready. You have a lifetime. If you're ready to jump in, you can go to overcomingoverspending.com to get all of the information and to go to the checkout page. And lastly, join us tonight, tomorrow night, Thursday night, whichever night works best for you. Again, they're all the same, so just pick the one that works best. Come to the free training, Why You Impulse Shop and How to Stop. You're going to learn a ton. You're going to get my every little detail book for free. And you'll also get more information on overcoming overspending if that's something that you have questions on or you just want more information about. I love you guys so much. Have an amazing week. I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Hey, girl. If you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in Overcoming Overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money and your spending will be controlled, purposeful, and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.